Welcome to the Vitality Radio Podcast, your source for the truth about health, wellness, and real alternatives to drugs, surgeries, and the status quo of healthcare. Here, you'll find information that empowers you to take control of your health. But it's not just about health and wellness, it's about the politics of healthcare and protecting your health freedom. Now, here's your host, Jared St. Clair. Hello and welcome to Vitality Radio. I'm your host each and every week. My name is Jared St. Clair. It is good to be with you again, and I've got a guest that uh, I am really in a different way than I maybe sometimes am, uh, and I have a high level of anticipation about this conversation. And the reason is that I feel like one of the areas of natural health and wellness that I really need to understand better and get a better complete picture of is the area of detoxification and how to open up our drainage pathways to optimize our health. And I have on the show today someone who I consider to be quite an expert in that area. So I I believe I'll be learning along with you uh, a lot of what's going to be spoken about, and I'm very excited about the, that. Mike, uh, oh, before I get going too much further, uh, let me tell you how you can contact us if you have any questions about what you hear on the show. You can call us at 801-292-6662. That's 801-292-6662. Of course, the show is always brought to you by Vitality Nutrition in Bountiful, but also by our website, which you can access anywhere you're at listening. I know that about uh, 85% of the people, I believe, listening to this show now are nowhere near Bountiful. So you can jump on our website at vitalitynutrition.com. We have a chat window there if you have questions, or you can browse around and check out what we have for you there. Okay, so to introduce my guest, his name is Dr. Todd A. Watts. Uh, He's a national board certified chiropractic physician in Idaho, just north of me. A functional wellness practitioner, many know him as the parasite guy, so maybe you've heard of him, but he also has extensive knowledge in functional blood chemistry, biochemistry, and in helping those with chronic illness overcome their struggles to restore their health. He is the co-founder of CellCore Biosciences and loves to research to formulate products which will change the world. Dr. Watts was the first to bring Mimosa Pudica uh, seed to the general health market in the U.S. He has an amazing health journey, which has led him to help, uh, to be able to help many other people. Dr. Watts, it's a pleasure to have you on Vitality Radio. Thank you for having me on. Look forward to, to having a good discussion with you. I think this is going to be really great. As I said, this is an area I feel like I, I, I know enough to be dangerous, so to speak, but uh, it's an area of discussion that I'm quite excited to learn more from you. So let's uh, jump into this first so that people are not who are not familiar with you uh, can understand a little bit about how you got to do what you do. What's your health journey look like? So uh, it really started back when I was 28. Um, and the so that if you look at my age now, I'm 55 here in a couple months in September. So years ago, almost 30 years ago, uh, I got Epstein-Barr virus. So, so I went through that whole fatigue and everything you get with that process. And, uh, and, and then by the time I was 30, I started having seasonal allergies. Uh, and then by the time I was 40, uh, joint pain, brain stuff, fatigue, uh, back, chronic back pain, um, just a whole variety of of symptoms, headaches, uh, and 
you know, I was in school, I, uh, when 2008 happened, I went back to school to get my doctorate uh, in chiropractic. And I was at a conference and met a doctor and, we, you know, he's discussing Lyme disease and all these symptoms of Lyme disease. And I identified, I'm like, man, I got all, I got like most of those symptoms. So I'd never heard of it before that. And um, so I went down that rabbit hole and, and uh, diagnosed with Lyme and, and Babesia was probably the two biggest issues I was dealing with. Um, and uh, Babesia is a microscopic parasite, a protozoan that's typically with Lyme bacteria, Bartonella's another one. And uh, so I started that journey while I was in school of uh, my own health and what I was going through in my 40s, struggled with uh, severe fatigue, couldn't work out uh, for almost nine, 10 years. And, you know, a lot of headaches, joint pains, allergies. My kids all had eczema, my wife, a um, bunch of different, but bunch of different health things, brain, brain issues, uh, word recall. There's, there's a lot of things that, that, that occur there. And so my, my goal going through this process was like, okay, how do I deal with this? And so, um, you know, I took stuff to clear out parasites or to clear out Lyme, Babesia, but I'd always cycle. And that's very common for people that deal with Lyme disease is just cycling that they feel good for a while and then they crash. And, and so that, then I was, um, through that journey, I met another doctor. He's like, Hey, yeah, I look at parasites. And I think this is part of your problem. And I'm like, Oh, okay. Yeah. It makes sense. You know, I never really heard much about parasites, but I did live in a third, third world country, uh, Northern Argentina, uh, by Bolivia for two years on a mission. And, uh, so with that exposed, you, you know, I had diarrhea for a month and, you know, you get exposed to different things while you're, while you're down there. Mm -hmm. But what I also learned is it doesn't really matter where you're at. You can get exposed to it no matter what, anywhere in the world, including the United States. And um, so as I, was, as I was going through that journey of, okay, clearing parasites, one of the products that this doctor said is you need some Amosa Pudica. Well, there's one company in the U.S. that had was selling it, but the they didn't sell the seed itself. They sold the whole plant or the bark. Um, but they were out of it backward for months. And, and so, um, you know, I ran across a gentleman that, that imported product and had some of the product, had some of that, he was an importer from India and was able to get my hands on it and then developed a relationship. And then he brought into, to me one, uh, one time the, uh, the seed and, uh, boy, man, just dramatic difference. in not only my own health, but the health of so many others that I was working with. And as, as I learned the correlation between parasites and Lyme and co-infections and viruses and everything, I learned that the, there's, there's a big issue with immune system function and that with the immune system, the parasites upregulate TH2 immune function, which suppresses TH1. TH1 is what takes care of Lyme and protozoans and viruses and those sort of things. So people that can't seem to get over that may have a parasite problem and, um, People that have seasonal allergies probably have parasite problem or chronic headaches or uh, eczema, the skin conditions and a variety of other conditions. I, I just started going off in deep dives of learning all kinds of things about parasites and how they affect our body and what types there are and categories. And um, so as I was able to uh, clear it out, you know, you know, see a, a tacit tapeworm, which I probably got down in Argentina. Uh, and some other stuff came out and I had lots of patients would send me pictures 
uh, things that came out of them. And uh, all of a sudden my, my energy came back. My headaches went away. My seasonal allergies went away. My chronic wrist pain went away. My, my fingers and everything started getting a lot better. Um, and as I was going through that journey, I'm like, okay, but I've still got some brain fatigue or I still have muscle fatigue. And I started learning about detoxification and toxins and how we're exposed to so many toxins in our environment, food, water, air. And that's where I uh, was introduced to a guy, introduced me to the humic and fulvic acids and in a way that they process them, I started taking their powders and within two months, boom, I got my, my, my muscle energy back, my brain function back again. And, um, you know, went basically through my forties, just what I call surviving life, uh, and, and trying to get through it exhausted. But then, you know, I got to where in my fifties now I've been thriving in life, tons of energy, um, running my businesses, taking care of people and, we all, all have that ability to do it. And what you realize is that these infections and these toxins can all suppress our health as it did me. And then also my business partner, Jay, his wife, who almost died twice from Lyme disease. Um, and we developed the processes of how to help these patients and people to have optimal health. That's uh, quite a story. And uh, of course, I find it fascinating that uh, I've been doing this show for 15 years. I don't know how many hundreds of guests I've had on the show over that time. But when I ask people to share their their health story and how they got to do what they do, uh, becoming uh, you know some level of expert in the field that they are in nutrition, it generally starts with I was sick and figured out how to get myself better. Yeah. And uh, I, I have to anticipate because my story is quite different. My my father got me started in this when I was a five year old. Uh, it's a very very different uh, picture for me. But most of the people I talk to sound a lot more like you, and they find answers outside of maybe your typical blood tests and medical procedures and all that type of thing, and recognize that there are other ways of doing this. And then what seems to happen, and I'm curious what your answer will be, although I think I might already know this spark of passion uh, arises out of this journey of, I felt like this and now I feel amazing. Uh, it, did, would you say that that's what happened with you, that you got passionate about it and found that you just wanted to kind of start sharing that to all the people that were struggling with similar issues? Well, absolutely. And it's, the, it's that aspect of that was who my patient load was well, is what I attracted towards the people that were dealing with things that I was dealing with. And I was able to, because I've used so many different products on the market, Nothing was super effective. Processes weren't very effective. So that's where, you know, I, I, I love to um, exp experiment and, and bring and mix and blend things. You know, it took me, you know, one of our products two and a half years to develop to get to where I'm like, okay, this is really rocking out how I want it to, to work with, within that. It wasn't just like developing a product just to, to put to the market. I wanted to develop something that I knew that I could see a difference in people. And, and that's how I developed these products to be able to do it. And then the process of here's the struggle, where's the solution, tried tons of solutions, didn't seem to work, developed our own in Cellcore uh, and be, you know, brought those to the market. All right. Excellent. Well, I'm excited to dig into that now. So you did bring up a couple of things, though, that I hear um, 
a lot of, I guess, confusion or maybe a lack of education uh, from a lot of the people that I talk to at Vitality mm-hmm. Nutrition. And one of those things is whenever I mention the possibility of parasites, people seem surprised. Well, I haven't been to Mexico. I haven't been, you know, to any of these third world yeah. countries. How could I have parasites? Talk to us about that, because you certainly mentioned that, uh, you know, you can get these in the U.S. of A. Um, maybe explain just a little bit what a parasite really is, because you said tapeworm. I think a lot of people think of tapeworms when they think of parasites parasites, but that's not the only variety. Right. So those are tapeworms are under a category called cestodes, and there's a variety of those. So there's pork tapeworm, beef, fish, dog. Uh, there's dwarf tapeworm, which are really small. Um, they don't have to be the big long ones. You know, they can be really, really small as well. And then there's the trematode section, which is where we get flukes. So there's liver flukes, which are super common throughout the world especially if you eat fish um, and even some vegetables that you can get the flukes off of. And the, the part of, of that is um, there's lung flukes, there's pancreatic flukes, there's intestinal flukes, there's blood flukes. There's different types of flukes that can, can um, be infected with. Then there's nematodes. Nematodes, what most people are, are probably familiar with, roundworms. So there's roundworms, threadworms, hookworms, pinworms, um, and, you know, I've seen studies say up to 50% of kids in school have, you know, elementary school have pinworms. And, um, the, you know, it's the itchy butt syndrome. It's the scotch tape test. It, there's just not any really good way of really testing for them, in my opinion, and, and seeing so many people that come back with negative testing. And then we treat, we treat anyways, and then, and, and then they pass parasites. Uh, roundworms are extremely prolific in cats, dogs. Um, you know, threadworms, uh, you know, cattle, goats, sheep, horses uh, in the soil that you can get just by walking barefoot. Um, hookworms you can get by swimming in a lake, uh, especially a warmer lake in the later summertime. Um, but there's a variety of ways we, we can consume them in our food, vegetables, uh, meat. Um, it, it's just a, a lot more prolific than we, we anticipate. Also, people can get them just through a mosquito bite tick bite. So, you know, people get Lyme disease, they get, they get a Lyme bacteria from these, these ticks. Uh, and, and research showed that 40% of those ticks had nematode as, as well. So the, the microscopic uh, form of that. Um, and so, so there's, a, it's not just like, oh yeah, hey, there's a worm just through bad, um, you know, going to these countries that have bad water and hygiene but you can get it from eating, you know, I remember in Bolivia, like when cross the border, don't eat the lettuce. You know, you didn't want to eat the lettuce because you were going to get a, you know, you're going to get a tapeworm or something. Mm. Um, you know, there's a different variety of vegetables that you can get some of these from, you know, f- fish and seafood has a, a large vector when you go into studying parasites and how much uh, parasites are in, in, in those, um, you know, fish and animals there. So, uh, it's just, you know, I look at it. If you have a pulse, you have a parasite. It's just a part of the environment, <laughs> right? Interesting. It's the microbiome, the terrain, and, and it can be helpful in some ways, but then damaging quite a bit, and, and hence parasite name. Um, and then there's the protozoans. So the protozoans are the microscopic ones. The most uh, prolific protozoan out there is malaria. It's probably the top largest killer of people in the world. Um, and then there's... Babesia, which is similar to malaria, and that's typically with Lyme disease. 
Um, and then there's another one people might be familiar with is Toxoplasma gondii. And how they're familiar with that is they say, you've heard the phrase, hey, if, if you're pregnant, don't change the kitty litter. Mm-hmm. Right. That's that parasite. And but even if you aren't pregnant, you can still get it. Right. Uh, and then it's also in pork as well. Um, so, yeah, it, it's, it's a lot more common than what people realize and think. So then if it's as common as you're saying it is, uh, and yet people are, I, my understanding of this, or really, I guess, even not understanding my experience in just w- working with people who have chronic health issues, is that most of them haven't considered parasites as a possible culprit. Has that also been your experience? Yeah, that was my experience. Uh, yeah. Even my own personal experience, going through my journey until somebody else had suggested that. Uh, I had never even, you know, thought about it. Yeah. And, and your average uh, general practitioner, you go in and you've got these things, they're going to run some labs, they're going to possibly do some scans or tests. But uh, I rarely have anybody ever tell me that their doctor said, let's look at parasites. Uh, in fact, if right. their doctor talks about parasites, it's typically because the patient suggested that a parasite might be present. And then as it, my experience has been that that's largely dismissed uh, in modern medicine. It is in modern medicine today. Um, it, it is completely dismissed because they're basically told they don't exist in the United States. And I tell people that's because parasites have borders and they know that they're not allowed to cross the border in Mexico. <laughs> I'm from San Diego originally. I'm like, you come from Tijuana, you're coming off the border, boom, all of a sudden they're, they're, they no longer exist. We're a global world. People are coming from all over the world to the United States. Right. They can have parasites when they're living in China or Japan, or if they're living in anywhere in Asia or Africa or South America or anywhere else. But once they come to the United States border, all of a sudden they just disappear. It's kind of like ticks, right? These ticks that have Lyme disease um, are just so intelligent that they communicate with the deer, tell the deer they can't cross specific states because the CDC put guidelines that these states don't have Lyme disease in them. Mm-hmm. And, and the mosquitoes are so intelligent that they know that there's this this fly space that they're not allowed to cross the borders of these states because it's been said by the CDC or, you know, the medical uh, people there that they don't exist in these specific states because of the fact that, you know, there's, you know, it's not there. So therefore, they're not allowed to cross the states. And in reality, it's not true. It's everywhere. Yeah. So then if someone is dealing with uh, what I've kind of coined the phrase, I guess, a mystery ailment where, you know, they've gone and done all the labs, they've done all the scans, they've been dealing with this for three, four, five, 10, 15 years, whatever it is, and they're, they don't know what else to do. Um, Would you, how would they determine then if a parasite or if Lyme, because Lyme is an interesting one to me, maybe even more so than parasites, mm-hmm. simply because it seems like over the last 10 years, all of a sudden people are becoming way more aware of Lyme right. than they ever were before. And I think parasite awareness has, has risen too, but I hear Lyme a lot more often. In fact, I probably hear Lyme more than parasites in terms of people asking me, do you think maybe I've got Lyme based on this set of uh, you know symptoms that I'm dealing with? So how does someone then determine if they do or they don't? So if they have Lyme, they probably have parasites. That, that's okay. one other thing to look at. Most people just have them. And, and it goes back to people may be asymptomatic, meaning they don't have symptoms from it. The body maintains it pretty well. 
but it becomes there becomes that scale, right? That scale, the level can change and shift at some point due to stress, due to more toxicity, due to another infection, due to something happening to where then they proliferate more and they overtake stuff. So um, you're right, Lyme has become a lot in the last 10, 15 years, especially in the last five, um, people know about it, mold as well. Like, oh, mycotoxin illness from mold is definitely suppresses immune function and causes mitochondrial disorders. And and uh, if there's a problem in living in mold, it's going to be, you're never going to get over Lyme and, and a lot of these other infections. Well, parasites can be that same thing where it keeps people cycling into their issues. So, you, you know, there's some great books out there that talk about, talk about that. Dr. Simon Yu is a medical doctor in St. Louis. He, he discusses like, if you don't know the answer, then you got to go back to parasites essentially um, as the cause. If you, if you can't find the cause of why you're sick, look at parasite infections and, and, then, and then from there do parasite cleanses. And, and the thing is, is if you're using more on the herbal side of things, then most of those are, are good anyways. You know, a lot of those products can be helpful for the microbiome. They cleanse out all kinds of, they're not just specific parasites, but they cleanse out of yeast and fungus and they'll clear out bad bacteria and things too. There's beneficial aspects to them. Um, some of the medications that we've gotten more familiar with the last couple of years, one is ivermectin. Another is mm -hmm. hydroxychloroquine. And it, it's amazing how all this issues with COVID um, goes back to two anti-parasitic medicines. Mm -hmm. that works super effective um, on helping to eradicate those issues. Yeah, I've, I found that very fascinating too. Uh, so let's talk then about, I, I want to make sure that people understand what you just said. I think that's a really, really important point, and it's something that I often think about. If the target is a parasite that you're not sure you have, but you've got mm -hmm. symptoms that line up with that potential issue, and you shoot that target with a quality parasite cleanse protocol, if there is no parasite, you're probably still going to do yourself a lot of good. Is that basically what you're saying? Exactly. I mean, I've okay. taken high-level athletes that are like, oh, I don't have any parasites. I'm not sick. And uh, we've just gone through the cleanse and the protocol. Uh, and, um, you know, it just cleanses your gut. And next thing you know, they're like, oh, wow, I recover faster. I'm getting better times. And they just weren't aware. Their body has a good constitution. They can handle the load of these different things in there. Uh, but they can even do better by uh by, by doing cleanses and, and clearing their body out okay so this is a, a maybe a simple question but i don't know if I, I if i know the answer if if you're dealing with well let, let's talk about people that aren't chronically ill right now people like you said with the athletes their constitution's pretty strong they're doing okay uh but maybe they want to uh, prevent uh, issues uh, when it comes to parasite, Lyme, things like that. They want to do some of these detoxification things. How often do you suggest that people do something like that? Well, initially I have them go through a, a we have a foundational protocol. It's four months long. It goes through, it upregulates their um, mitochondrial function. So it helps with energy. We open up, support their organ systems to work better. And, and then we, from there, we do a gut cleansing and then de and detoxification of toxins that we're exposed to through this process. So we're really helping the body to, to improve. So with, with that, uh, you know, everybody is exposed to toxins and it, it's the, the parasites can actually help absorb these toxins. So it's really important to detoxify while you're cleansing parasites. 
All right. And so if you, so that pro protocol would be kind of the initial stage that you typically recommend and it's, it's four months long. Is that something that people do periodically? Yeah. So they can do that once a year or they can go through it. We also have what we call a parakeet full moon protocol that they can look at doing every so often. Uh, it's for three, four, three to seven days, um, during the full moon period of time. And that's seems to be very popular for people to do as well. Okay. But I feel like, um, you know, starting out the, the foundation protocols were really good for optimizing health. The other thing is, is if you just go through and do 60, 90 days, um, of parasite cleansing, you're going to notice that and, and detoxification, you're going to notice that you're, you're not getting sick all winter long, you know, the flu or, or the cold system systems that people get uh, a lot of my patients and clients that have, um, worked, I've worked with, they're like, wow, I didn't get sick all winter long because the uh, immune system is much higher and they're doing much better. The body tends to detoxify in the winter and we get exposed to a lot of stuff that, you know, out in the environment as well. So then I asked about people that are in, you know, relatively good health for people with chronic ailments, uh, that have been dealing with things more like what your story is, uh, still start with the foundational or is there something different or more, uh, uh, potent than that. We do, we do have a comprehensive, comprehensive protocol okay. that we recommend to be guided through a practitioner on that process. They can just go through the foundational protocol and, 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 um, work through that initially to get to some layers out and then do deeper dives from there. But we always recommend if you're more, uh, into that chronic illness phase to work with a practitioner familiar with the products, um, uh, if you're, you know, really struggling, um, somebody who's relatively healthy, we have a, a number of, uh, NHL, um, athletes, uh, hockey players and mm -hmm. other, other, um, you know, NFL and other players that are, have just done really, really great on optimizing their performance and, uh, being able to recover faster, perform better Spartan racers, marathon runners, uh, you know, as you get better health you're going to actually have a better quality of life. Right. Yeah. No matter what you're, what you're trying to achieve, I guess. Mm -hmm. Okay. So then there are some really unique things that I've found as I've been studying, uh, your, your product and your catalog and your protocols and things like that. And I'm still quite new to it, but, uh, I have been largely fascinated by this next question. And that is, a lot of people that are already, uh, you know, kind of down the road of, of a natural health journey and are working with herbs and things like that have experienced detoxification um, discomfort, I'll say. They feel worse before they feel better. Uh, talk to us about that a little bit. Part of the reason for that is is the body isn't prepared to detoxify, meaning that the the either they're not going to the bathroom enough if they have constipation, that, that definitely can be very problematic. Um, you want to be sure the bowels are moving. The next the next thing from there is the bile flow. You know, do they have more a slow bile movement? Are they are they getting their their bile flowing through you know through into the intestines? Are they getting enough production of bile, or is it more thick, sludgy through that process? So uh, we've we've looked and created the, this uh, thing. What we talk about drainage or the drainage funnel is that if any of those are plugged up in that process, then what happens is there's this backflow, meaning that this, the, what we call the blood bile barrier. And so the toxins will 
flow into the blood and then you'll have itchy skin, you'll get rashes, you'll get headaches. You'll, you know, the, the other options to, to detoxify will be through the kidneys, through the lungs and through the skin. And so the goal is to really support the drainage processes, making sure you're going to the bathroom, getting the bioflow moving, getting your lymph and, and, and um, the drainage support with that. And then from there, the cells and tissues can really cleanse and drain. So our, our, our step one is to support that process. And then as we go into deeper detoxification, then you're going to have less, you know, less adverse side effects to that. And then sometimes it, it you know, some people um, with the way their body is will have a little bit of that, but they may need to slow down. So we tell people detoxification is not an event. It's not a seven day thing. It's not a 30 day thing. Detoxification is a journey. And that journey is really important because you're exposed to chemicals in your water. If you're not drinking distilled water, you're just, you're exposed to chemicals in the air, which, you know, you can't, nothing much we can do about that. And, and except for some air, air filters within the home, but you know, outside we're, we're being sprayed chemicals all the time. And then your water, your food supply. So it's so important that you're trying to minimize the exposure, clean water, um, clean food, and, and then, you know, trying to do the best you can with filtration of your air and stuff. All right. And so, so basically the process looks like, or the, or the questions I'm, I guess maybe that people should ask themselves prior to starting uh, a detox protocol, like what you're talking about is how, how am I doing as far as elimination to begin with? Do you suggest when you say that, make sure the bowels are moving, are you talking about multiple times a day? What do you suggest people aim for to make sure they're ready to step further into detoxification? So, yeah, at least minimum once a day, one okay. to four times a day that you want to be eliminated. The more you're eliminating that way, you don't want to have runny diarrhea, right? But you want to have good bowel movements. And so we do have a product called Bowel Mover that is beneficial and helpful. Um, certain types of magnesiums uh, or calcium magnesium products can be very beneficial to help stimulate that as well. Um, so, you know, it, it, it is, I remember having an experience when I was first practicing 10 years ago. And the, the gal, uh, it's like, I really want to do a candida cleanse. Um, you know, I feel like it's, I'm high in candida. So I gave her a product and, um, you, you know, I failed to ask what her bowel movements were like and, you know, found, come to find out it's every seven to 10 days. Mm. Well, she, within two weeks, she broke out with, with uh, boils on her body and stuff. And it wasn't a good experience like you were talking about. <laughs> so. I learned from there, you got to be sure you ask about how well the, the bowels are moving. Intestines have to clear out because that's where it's coming out. A lot of those toxins are coming out through, the, you know, your fecal matter. Yeah, for sure. Okay. I, I, I wanted to make sure that you, you clarified that. So there is something else, though, that I find pretty fascinating. Uh, you mentioned the bowel mover. And, and maybe we talk about that for just another minute. What is it? Uh, I mean, there are a lot of herbal detoxifying, uh, bowel moving, uh, laxative type products. Uh, what makes yours unique? Well, it has a combination of, of gosh, I think like, if I remember right, uh, 12 ingredients, somewhere around 12 ingredients, uh, that really support the, the ability to, to be able to get that, the bowels moving through that process. And we, we've had tremendous success with, with having people have success with it after trying so many other products that are on the market. 
Now, not, does everybody have success with it? No. And that's where I was like, okay, get some magnesium in there. Right. Or some people use aloferox or other people use a variety of different things. Um, the, the importance is, is this, it doesn't need to be long-term, right? You, you need to detox. And as you cleanse out, uh, what it's amazing as you clear parasites and you cleanse out uh, your bowels, all of a sudden then the, the, the natural um, peristalsis movement gets restored. Um, parasites have and secrete an enzyme that inhibit our, 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 the peristalsis process because they, they want a slow movement in the bowels. And I've seen with a lot of clients and, and patients that um, they were able to, to restore their normal bowel movements as they parasite cleansed and as we cleared the toxins out from um, their intestines. All right. And then the other thing that I think is really interesting, well, there's quite a bit in, in uh, what you've done that I think is fascinating and that I frankly don't feel I understand uh, very well. So I'm hoping to, to get some answers to these questions. Uh, first question before I follow up with it is, what is a binder? A lot of people are talking about binders when it comes to detoxification. So a binder is typically a carbon molecule that will um, attach to a toxin to be able to then help to the body pull it out. People typically most commonly hear about activated charcoal. It's a, um, activated charcoal is, is a product that lacks energy, but it, at least it kind of acts as a sponge. It's a large based you know, carbon chain uh, in the GI system. Um, there's zeolites, there's humic fulvic acids, um, and uh, it's carbonized bamboo, there's uh, coconut uh, charcoal-based uh, products. There's a, there's a whole variety of them on the market there. So I have found through the way we put together products in, in our binders that the humic fulvic products, the, the humates, uh, humic acid itself has the potential of having multiple binding sites to be able to bind onto these and render these toxins inert to where the body can pull them out and clear them out. And it, it, they... Um, the fulvic acid component of humic acid is, is a small chain carbon that can go more systemic where the humic acids are larger chain carbon, similar to activated charcoal that, that have the ability to bind in the GI system to pull stuff out. And, um, I love the, the multiple binding sites that they have to be able to, to, to bind on to these toxins and the, and the high energy they have. So I, I look at electroconductivity, I look at pH because the pH matters on the amount of energy it has to um, bind in, and clear stuff out. And then, um, and then from, for me, uh, I've done so much clinical work looking at before and after labs of seeing, okay, has personal toxins, whether they're environmental toxins, uh, chemicals, or uh, mycotoxins and stuff, uh, then looking at having them on protocols and then seeing later how it eradicates or helps to cleanse the body of those. And then you see the symptom change as well. Okay. And do, does that also then help if they're binding these things? Does that help to prevent some of these detox reactions that people might experience? Correct. So there's several important parts to that. It's one, taking the binders and then two, supporting the organ function, the liver, the bowels and kidneys. Um, when you support the organs, then they're going to work better, which will then uh, uh, allow stuff to go through that drainage funnel down and then be bound and cleared out of the body. Okay. And so then you have, uh, 
what appears to be a pretty unique binder in, in your line of products compared to anything else I've seen before. What makes it different than any of these other things that you've just discussed? Well, one of them, the biotoxin binder, for example, has the, the humic fulvic acid in it. Uh, it's the main part of our binder. Um, the, the electroconductivity is really good. The, um, the pH is at a level that has a lot of energy to, to do what it needs to do. Uh, in there also, I have um, put in there like yucca root. So the yucca has a lot of vitamin C, but also helps to bind ammonia and clear, thing, clear some of those toxins out of the gut. It has the broccoli sprout extract, which supports different pathways in the body, such as the NRF2 pathway, which activates enzymes to clear out the free radicals in, within the mitochondria. So then the, that your body has the ability to make energy and um, that typically you get all these free radicals from the toxins. So we bind the to we bind the toxins, we get the processes working in the body, and then the body is able to do things on its own. So when we're looking at when I'm formulating these these products like the Virad Chem Binder, we put in a lot of you'll see a lot of the the nutrients there that are antioxidants that are more support inflammation and support um, the drainage pathways and the body's natural reactions to work along with the binder within within that and and then uh, the hmet binder heavy metals environmental toxins has some of the broccoli sprout extract in it and then just a lot of that a lot of the carbon to help really bind toxins within the gi system so when we talk about things like lime and parasites uh clearly very related in terms of oftentimes coming together, but not the same thing. Um, do are, are binders effective against those things specifically, uh, and or are you using other herbal things to uh, eliminate those and and then binding other toxins along the way? How does how does that work? So the binders specifically, I use the biotoxin binder because it's binding those biotoxins that they produce, the byproducts they produce. And um, so that's part of the process. And then there's other herbal products that will then support the body to help rid those infections. Okay, so then you're actually, so the parasites that are in there are creating additional toxicity beyond the parasite them itself. Is that accurate? Yeah, yeah, they, okay. they poop, right? We call it bug poop. So whether it's parasites, <laughs> lime, whether there's, you know, mold spores producing mycotoxins, they're all, there's a byproduct to them that then the body you know, what, which, which is what we react to. We're not reacting to the bug itself. We're reacting to the byproduct uh, of what they're doing. So we can mop it up. For example, I had a kid that um, early days when I first started, uh, they were using the biotoxin binder, just that one product. And he went from having over 25 seizures a day to having no seizures and going back to school, having missed two and a half years of school. And um, just doctors misdiagnosed him. Mom eventually found that he had Lyme disease, took the binder, and then having the binder mopped up those toxins and he was, you know, he was able to be functional. Uh, and, and then from there, we have other supportive products. So we have immune support called IS products, immune support, IS BAB for Babesia, IS BART, IS BOR, IS BOOST. Um, we have the para one, two, three, four for the different paras and stuff. Um, so we have lines that support each different type of products and we have kits that also support that. Like if you want to do a, a, a stomach uh, kit, there's one to do that. Or Candida, 
a protocol or a Lyme protocol or a mycotoxin illness protocol or a parasite protocol. We have protocols that support all those things for practitioners to be able to purchase and then have their patients go through and utilize those kits. Or we have specific um, protocols that are like the foundational or comprehensive that GNI use with a lot of our patients um, through this journey and, um, and so supporting them to, to feel the best they possibly can to get to where they need to go. Okay. And so you brought up a couple of things that I think are pretty interesting there. So with the, uh, with the binder itself, the biotoxin binder, because that's actually the one I'm, I've made myself the most familiar with so far as I've been reading a lot of the information uh, about it. it. It's a pretty fascinating product to me. And I'm very curious about it. And so, and, and for my own use, which I haven't tried it yet, but I intend to, you're telling me if I understand correctly that just that alone, because it can mop up the, the, the bug poop, uh, can make somebody start feeling better. Even if parasites, Lyme are still present, there can be a noticeable benefit just from cleaning up that biotoxic matter. Is that accurate? That's accurate. Okay. And so then, uh, so the biotoxin binder can do that. And, and would people start to notice a difference typically pretty quickly? Or does that take, is there a long process involved in that? It really just is, is it depends on the person. I've seen results within a week um, on, on people um, to where it took a few months because of how toxic they were and how sick they were. And some people have to start really slow and other ones can take full dosage. Gotcha. So that's also a dose dependent on, on that process. I mean, I've seen people within the BC ATP product that we have that really supports brain function, brain waves. They can notice that within a few days. Hmm. Uh, some people, you know, one day I've had people on the pair one that take two capsules and, you know, five hours later, they pass a four foot parasite. Wow. You so know, the really other sick. Highly loaded. That's not the most common. I've had a number sure. of example people that do that, but um, you know that's that's the, the thing is it, it is different. Somebody could go two months and not see anything, and then two months later they're like, boom! I see this thing that comes out of them that's a foot long or whatever it may be. Wow! They get, they get healthier. Symptoms get better. The other thing that I thought was very interesting, you said you have these different uh, immune support products, the IS products, and, and you mentioned, you know, the, the BAB and the BART, and these are various forms of, of uh, uh, Lyme that somebody might be dealing with. With those, how does someone determine what they would want to use? Is there, are there tests that are available that would determine what type of condition they're dealing with? Yeah, there's blood tests that they can run. There's multiple companies that run specialized Lyme disease tests. Um, okay. An example is Vibrant Wellness is one of them. Uh, Igenix, there's a, there's a variety of them that can run that. They don't always show up on, on a blood test because a lot of times those bugs are in the white tissue, meaning that they're in the joints, they're in the organs, and not necessarily always in the blood. Um, <clears throat> we have... Uh, we have um, assessment forms that help practitioners to give to their patients to say, okay, hey, these are symptoms I have. These symptoms are related to these specific bugs, whatever it may be, infections. So that's something that is, is very helpful is those assessment forms. Um, and then uh, really a lot of times, a lot of our patients will go through the different products. So if you feel like you have Lyme disease, you're going to have more than one infection. So they'll go through each each of those. So I'll, I'll have somebody do it's a 30 day protocol on IS bore, and then within two weeks of that, I'll start IS bab, 
and then they'll do that for a month. And then after, you know, two weeks into that ISBAB, they're done with ISBOR and they'll introduce ISBAR and we'll just stagger them, set them through that process. And, and, uh, that way we're making sure we're being comprehensive with, you know, what we're going after. Okay. And uh, one other quick question, because I don't want to, I don't want to uh, miss it. But earlier on, and I forgot to follow up on it. You mentioned uh, kind of a sluggish uh, bile uh, situation and yep. the bile blood barrier. Um, Tudka is something that's starting to get a little bit of notoriety, and I know that you have a Tudka product, but I don't think that most people know what that is. Can you explain that a little bit? Absolutely. So Tudka is uh, we have a product called Advanced Tudka. There's a few different ingredients with that product, but um, what it is, is it's our body will produce bile. Bile goes into the intestines. The bacteria, if we have healthy bacteria, will then transform that bile acid into Tudka. It's an anti-inflammatory bile acid. Um, but what, what it does by taking more of it, it, it helps the, the liver to repair. Um, it's tons of, there's a ton of research on it. We have a paper with 19 pages of just of research with just the, you know, the amount of research with it. Mm -hmm. um, and it, it benefits not only making producing new bile, but it also um, helps in repairing in GI system. It, there's a lot of studies and research for the brain health. Um, it, it helps to um, repair just numerous organs benefit to the mitochondria. There's so, so many health benefits to it. And, and in, in the functional medicine world, we have our company as, as the company that I brought it really to the awareness of our industry. And, um, and really when Dr. J and I started working together, uh, he's like, Hey, we got to really, what, what do people use to repair the liver? So he's like, okay, who stresses the liver a lot? Oh, bodybuilders, yeah, especially the ones using steroids mm -hmm. <laughs> and, and cycling and, and everything. So it's like, what are they using? And so then as a researcher, like, oh, it's a Tutka product. And then that's where we worked on our product for about two years and then released a product that has the inocid assisting a little bit of melatonin in, in the, in the, uh, in the Tutka. And, you know, of course, Tutka, depending on where you get it from, varies from pH. There's a lot of different variations to the, the raw ingredient itself. And so we, we searched for years to, to find one that we liked enough um, to bring to the market. And it's, been a game changer for so many people. You know, I remember our scientists saying, uh, as we developed this, like there's one of three products in our company that he would take. That was one of them because of the reparative process to, to the whole body. Interesting. Yeah, because I, I, I am really just learning about Tudka myself. Uh, and, and by the way, if you're listening, it's T-U-D-C-A is how you how you spell that word. Uh, and I, there's some really interesting aspects to it, for sure. And as you say, a lot of research, which I've started diving into. Uh, but it's interesting that you talked a lot about all of these different things that Tudka can do and didn't talk all that much about it just being used as a kind of a digestive aid, which I think is what most of the Tudka on the market is often being marketed for people sure. that don't have a gallbladder, people that have a sluggish gallbladder, that kind of mm -hmm. thing. But you're saying that the scope of benefit is far wider than oh, that. Oh man, absolutely. hundred percent. And so it stands for Toroso deoxycholic acid. That's the big name. It's a Tudka is an abbreviation for all you out there. And, um, yeah, there is so many, so many health benefits and you have access to that on the back end of cell core 
as a practitioner and, and, and um, that you can see all those, all those research papers. Yeah, done. and I'll certainly yeah. be digging into those more. I've just gotten started down that road, so I'm very, very fascinated by it. Uh, so Tudka then uh, would also be something that you would suggest for people that uh, struggle with digestion of fats due to lack of a gallbladder, things like that? Yeah, abso absolutely. And okay. it's part of uh, everyone, all of our protocols because we, we want to have optimal function of liver. We want to have reparative uh, molecules for the digestive, you know, for the intestines. Um, we want to be able to produce, you know, new bile, good, get a good, you know, thin that bile and get good bile flow. Um, it, yeah, we want to be able to support brain function, mitochondrial function, and that does all of it. Fantastic, and and clearly, if you say it's one, it's a part of all of your protocols. You you uh, put it in pretty high regard in, in terms of necessity for this process of detoxification. You know, we haven't talked hardly anything about liver, and we have a few minutes left. And a lot of people think uh, that uh, you know liver detox, or have been told that liver detox is kind of one of the big keys to health. Um, but it sounds like to me, and again, I'm still becoming more familiar with how you're. Uh, producing your protocols and, and, and what they look like. But it sounds like to me that part of the process for you when you're targeting parasites or targeting Lyme or a combination of these things is always also looking at just simply the elimination pathways of the body. And of course, the liver plays a major role in that. So is it also essentially included in these protocols that we've d discussed? Yeah, it's supported from phase one on. So it, it's yeah, it has, we have the product called kale support, which is kidney liver support. We have the Tudka that's in there as well. And then the lymphatic product that helps support the lymphatics of the, the liver. So the, you know, when we look at lymphatic health and um, lymph fluid, you know, we always think, oh, we got to, you know, walk and exercise and it's all the lymphatic from our systemic tissues. But 80% of the lymph is made between the, the intestines and the liver. So by supporting the, the liver and the intestines um, and their drainage processes so they keep clean and they don't get all gunked up so they function well, then we're supporting those organs really well to function and clear out what we need cleared out. So we've gone a lot into the science and understanding these things as we created the products to be able to support that process. So then the process, so for people wondering about lymph and liver, it's included when you're uh, looking at these protocols for parasites and, and right. Lyme. Okay. Absolutely. And, and with liver, uh, one thing that I think also a lot of people aren't clear on, and I, I'd like to you know, elaborate on if you don't mind, are the various stages of liver detoxification. Can you talk to us about that briefly? Yeah, so there's, there's three main phases of liver detoxification. And um, the, the whole part of that is it initially is the goal is to neutralize the toxin in phase one. Then you conjugate, which means you're taking a molecule, attaching it to the toxin, so you're preparing it to then exit. So phase three is the transportation phase through the bile and out. And if you think about phase one and two only work as well as you have the ability to clear that toxin out. And so, so um, the, the, that process is that um, people are like, oh, I got to make sure I'm supporting and, and neutralizing or conjugating those toxins, but they're not supporting then the ability to drain them out. Well, then those toxins then go through the through the bile, then go, you know, it has a release hatch into the bloodstream and then creates problems systemically. So that's where if you really want optimal function detoxification, you got to support the bile flow 
first, which they're part of that's dependent upon the bowel movement. So you want good bowel movement, good bile flow, and then you support then phase one and two of uh, liver detoxification. You would make sure that the liver actually is draining itself. You're supporting its uh, the cellular energy, the mitochondrial function for those organs, and then you're going to have much better uh, vitality and, and health with that. If you look at it, the liver has about 2,000 mitochondria per cell. It's a lot of energy wow. is required. The yeah. heart has about 5,000 mitochondria per cell. The brain has, on average, 10,000 mitochondria per cell. So the nervous system requires the most, which would make sense. Some parts of the brain has 2 million mitochondria per cell. High amounts of energy is required for that. And so with, with, with going through that process, you have to support that function, the mitochondrial energy function for those organs and systems. Yeah, that's uh, really, I, I love, you know, if we've been here talking for about 50 minutes, and I think this is about a 500-minute conversation if we really want to dig into all the research and everything else. But I do feel like we've really uh, covered the basis quite well, and I really appreciate your your expertise on this. I've certainly learned quite a bit myself and intend to dig deeper and deeper as I continue to uh, educate myself on uh, CellCore products and protocols, as well as educating my listeners and uh, my customers at Vitality Nutrition. So I want to thank you very much for a couple of things. I want to thank you for your time today. I know you're likely a very busy man, uh, but also for your willingness to share this information and to dig deep enough into to it post your own health journey uh, back to uh, optimal health and help others uh, find the path themselves. So I think what you're doing is is admirable and, and frankly, very, very important in the toxic world we live in. Thank you. I really appreciate you having me on. And, and um, you, you know, it's, it goes back to you pay it forward. You know, you're, my life's been blessed. Uh, I want to bless the lives of others to get better and to thrive in life versus survive life. Yeah, and we need a lot more thriving and a less, less a lot less surviving. I agree with that wholeheartedly. Cool. All right, well, Dr. Todd Watts, I appreciate your time. I'd love to have you on again and maybe dig into some of these things a little bit deeper down the road. But uh, it, this has been, I think, a fascinating conversation. I believe my listeners are going to absolutely love it. So uh, thank you for that information. For those of you listening, uh, there will be a whole bunch of links uh, in the show description about the things that we've talked about so you can do a little bit more of your own digging and research if you have questions about what you've heard, you can call us at 801-292-6662 at Vitality Nutrition. You can jump on vitalitynutrition.com and uh, open up a chat if you have questions there uh, and certainly browse around and look at the ingredients of these formulas and, uh, and educate yourself further. Uh, Dr. Watts, thank you so much for joining me on Vitality Radio. Thank you very much for having me. All right, and for everybody else, uh, I'll uh, continue with just the last minute or two of the show uh, in just a moment. Thank you so much for listening. I've got a little bit more information for you just ahead. Well, I thought that was a fascinating interview. I hope that you enjoyed it. Uh, I am officially now signed up as a CellCore practitioner. Uh, I didn't want to really interject a lot of that during the conversation because I was just wanted to get as much information out of uh, Dr. Watts as I could. Very, very excited about this. I want you to know that I personally will be using these formulas. I plan to do the foundational uh, protocol very, very soon. Uh, probably right when I get back from vacation uh, towards the end of August is when I'll start 
report myself. Uh, but uh, if you have questions on this, if you want to look at questionnaires to try and determine if some of these things may be happening for you, uh, we can provide that information for you. We can also provide information on the blood test that he talked about if you want to go even deeper on that. Of course, I am not a doctor. Uh, I am uh, a uh, someone who wants to educate you on health as much as I possibly can, as well as on options that you can do to take care of your health. But this does not replace medical advice from your uh, physician. So if you have questions on anything else that uh, we've talked about, if you want to look at the questionnaires, if you want to look at the products, if you want to dig into this any deeper, like I said, call us 801-292-6662 at Vitality Nutrition in Bountiful, Utah. You can call us there. You can also jump on our website, vitalitynutrition.com. Thank you so much for listening to me. My name is Jared St. Clair. It's been a wonderful conversation. I hope you enjoyed it. Have a wonderful day. You've been listening to the Vitality Radio Podcast. Enjoy your week. In the meantime, Jared will be feverishly searching for the latest nutrition info to educate you on and wading into mounds of propaganda to help steer you through it. Vitality Radio is researched and written by Jared St. Clair. Our awesome music is by Brian Bob Young. Support Vitality Radio by subscribing and giving us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts, YouTube, or your favorite podcast source. Don't forget to follow us at Vitality Radio on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. Please let us know your thoughts about this episode by using the hashtag Vitality Radio Podcast. And if you like what you hear, go tell somebody with a share, a screenshot, or an airdrop. Thank you.